Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hi there. This is the Ayers on the Road, and we are about to go on the road, aren't we, Richard? As a matter of fact, let's be honest, Linda, and tell our listeners that this particular Ayers on the Road, unlike most of them, which are live, all of them, in fact, except this one, we are on an airplane right now, and so we just didn't think we could do the ground-to-air thing. So we taped this one just a few days before we left, and uh, when you when you are listening to this, we will actually be winging our way to Saskatoon, which is in the province of Saskatchewan, which is in the central part of Canada, and it's still winter. <laughs> That's right. For sure. We're ready to pack up some sweaters and coats, and we might be surprised. It's been warm everywhere. In fact, we just heard on the news today that it's March was the warmest March in the history of the United States. So you never know. It might be warm, but uh, we're going to be prepared for everything. And so here's the thing. We're on our way to speak to a young group of parents, most of whom in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, will have young children, preschool children, and so we're going to be talking to them about something many of you listeners know and associate us with, and we're proud that you associate us with something called Joy Schools. And Linda, why don't you give a quick overview of where in the world that name Joy School came from and what we mean by it and why we think it's important. Well, you know, I think our kids would call that name Cheesy. Um, that's a new name since uh, we first did Joy School. <laughs> but you think, what? Joy School? What is going on here? What are, what are you doing? Well, you know, we decided when our kids were little that uh, actually we had three preschoolers and we decided we had to have some kind of plan to survive um, because they were three rambunctious kids and we didn't know exactly what we wanted to teach them. We hadn't really thought much about it. So we started thinking about the fact that children are little for such a few minutes, so to speak. I mean, really, by the time they're five, their childhood, their babyhood at least, and toddlerhood is over. And those are the years when you really want your kids to feel joy, to feel the beauty of the earth and love their bodies and, and learn all the things that they need to learn that are not academic but that are part of their life and that will give them a good foundation for everything else that they, that they need to know as life goes on. So we started coming up with a plan, a 12-month plan of how to teach joy to little children. And we found some quite amazing things. And maybe we should just go back a little further. And uh, we may have mentioned this briefly on the show once before, but one of the things that sort of spawned the idea of a joy school for preschoolers is that it's simply the, lo- the logistics of where we lived. We lived in Washington, D.C., actually, in northern Virginia, which is a suburb of Washington, at the time that we had these three little terrors that Linda was mentioning, and we were subject to all kinds of preschool promotions. I, I would hardly ever go to the mailbox without finding some kind of an ad or a promotion from a preschool saying, get your child in our school so that your child will be ahead of his or her peers when he sh- starts kindergarten. And that was sort of the whole thing. It was this, this 
sort of hotbed of academic early preparation and almost like if you don't get your kids into our preschool now, how will they ever be at the top of their class when they get into real school? And therefore, how will they ever get to go to Harvard? And how will they ever be successful in the eyes of the world? So it was like a very competitive sort of environment. We were talking about two and three-year-olds, and I think we really resented that, Linda. I think we we thought, wait a minute, when do kids get to be children? When do they get to spend time working on their social and emotional skills, which will probably have a lot to do with their happiness in life? And that that's sort of what led to the idea of calling it a joy school and calling our book that we were working on teaching your children joy. And the preface of that book was really about, are you sure you want to push your kids academically to the point that you rob them of a childhood filled with the wonder of learning about their bodies, learning about the earth, learning about nature, learning about friendship, learning about all the things that, kids can learn when they're allowed to actually play and to interact with each other without a lot of academic pressure. Now, let me just add here that we did learn that it is important that your child goes to kindergarten knowing how to write his name and knowing numbers and colors and things like that that are important for them to feel confident in the classroom. And we did eventually... Um, write a little kindergarten readiness manual so that they would really be ready for kindergarten. But we just felt that it was so much more important that they experience these joys with their family. And actually, what we decided to do was to have neighborhood co-ops. And some of you will know about this. Some won't. Um, We decided to have the moms choose four, five, six of their friends, sometimes three, um, who they love and whose kids they love, and they decided to form a little neighborhood group. And sometimes the neighborhood was far and wide. We've had kids in New York City getting on three buses and uh, meeting our little daughter-in-law last year was meeting in 10 square feet in their apartment to do these little joy school lessons. But I think one of the best parts of it was that the moms loved each other and they wanted their kids to be exposed to other moms who they loved and and admired and so on. And so it really became such a fun thing for mothers to get together and And they had a little meeting once a month and and really got to know uh, what they were going to teach their kids that month. And it really turned out to be something that was far beyond our wildest imagination, don't you think? Yes, and I wanted to say uh, the reason, one reason we decided to talk a little about Joy School on today's show is that we we continually get so many questions from parents almost wherever we go. What about Joy School? Is Joy School still going? I've heard of something called Joy School. Can you tell me more about it and so on? And I think part of it is the name arouses a lot of curiosity, but uh, I I think We've sort of what we're really saying today to clarify what Joy School is is that there's two very distinctive things about Joy School as a preschool option for young children. One is that the curriculum revolves around social and emotional joys, like the joy of the of the earth, the joy of friendship, the joy of sharing, the joy of goal setting, and so on. And so it's very, very different than an early academic sort of learn to read before you go to school kind of curriculum. The second thing that makes it distinctive uh, is what you just said, Linda, that it's 
rather than a commercial school where you pay money to have some other person teach your preschooler, it is instead a co-op where you essentially say, gee, I may be busy, I may even be working, but if we set up the schedule right, as a mom, I can do my share with five or six other moms. We each take our turn being the Joy School teacher. And the Joy School is either two days a week or three days a week, depending on how aggressive you want to be with the curriculum. And so it's essentially saying rather than turn this over to a academic or a commercial preschool, I will do it myself, but I'll enlist the help of another little cadre of moms, all of whom I know and like and trust my child with, and we'll form this little co-op, we'll rotate as the teacher, we'll rely on this Joy School curriculum. That was the real key to it, Linda, and it wasn't just us. A lot of devoted parents coming up with very detailed lesson plans so that a mom who'd never taught before could get this lesson plan and say, okay, the first five minutes I do this, and the second 10 minutes I do this, oh, that's a little song, here's the song, here's the music for the song, right on my CD or on my download, so that a mom who'd never taught before could be a very confident and very competent preschool teacher one day a week or one day every two weeks or however the rotation managed to work out. Well, we have to really give your mother uh, credit where credit's due. She was an early childhood education major, and um, she was working just uh, uh, organizing volunteers at the hospital and really needed to use her gifts, and she was unusually gifted at doing this sort of thing. So we actually left. We got called to go to England for three years, and so while we were gone, we left her with a book and said, do what you can to come up with some lessons that teach these joys, and she was amazing. They've been kind of redone and so on, but the basic core of what she did for us is still there. And I and we don't want you to think we're going to just talk about joy school all the time. The second half, we're really going to talk about the specific joys and see if you don't agree. I mean, even if you're listening and you think, I would never do that, um, there are some things that preschoolers need to learn while they're little that I think you'll agree with. So I think in the second half of the show, we will um, do those some specific things that we feel are important to teach kids when they're little and see if you don't agree. Yeah, because because actually, you know, most people when they think of joy, they're thinking of some pretty ethereal thing about happiness or whatever, but the thing that makes Joy School interesting, and I think the thing that made the original book, which, as, as you pointed out, Linda, the book came first, Teaching Your Children Joy. It had these 12 joys, one for each month of the year. And then from there, it was turned into a preschool uh, lesson plan and a preschool curriculum. But, yes, you're right. The, uh, the joys are very specific. And, and if you have a specific kind of joy in mind, one of the things we found was so interesting with little preschoolers is that when you give them an activity where they actually feel that type of joy, example, the joy of setting a simple little goal and then achieving it, then the, the, the joy itself becomes the methodology for teaching joy because the child feels happy because he did that, so now he wants to do it again. And that becomes the motivation for uh, that particular type of joy that he's learning. So um, 
I want to say just a couple more things about Joy's school, and then as you say, Linda, the second half of the show today, we're going to devote to what those 12 joys are, and so that you as a parent will say, you know, I really do think those could be taught to a child if we had the stories, the games, the music, the various methodology for teaching those joys. But one of the questions, interestingly, that we get more than almost any other question today when it comes to Joy School is, well, does Joy School still exist? Because a lot of people who are now young moms themselves grew up as little kids in a Joy School where their mom had this co-op in the neighborhood and was rotating as teacher and teaching these various joys. And, and our answer happily is, boy, does it ever still exist? In fact, the problem in the early days of Joy School was everyone had to receive a big, thick lesson manual, sometimes two or 300 pages every month. And they had to receive a CD that they could then play the music on their on their little, uh, what did they used to call those things back in the day, Linda? Well, Disc on and their then CD, CD players, players, you know, yeah. And now, of course, Joy School exists entirely online. You go to joyschools, with an S, dot com, and there you get not only the lesson plans, but the downloads for the music and the printouts for the art activities and so on. So, number one, it's extremely easy. Number two, it's extremely cheap, which, let's face it, a lot of moms doing preschool, that's the thing that keeps them from some expensive uh, sort of a commercial preschool. So. Now you've got a brief idea that A, Joy School still exists, B, it's an alternative to academic preschool, C, it's a mother's co-op. And when we come back after this brief break, we'll talk about the actual curriculum, the 12 joys of Joy School. Hi, we're back. And we've been talking today about joy, which... It's a big topic, um, but, you know, it's a little even more than happiness. It's really feeling the goodness from life and the things that are most important that we're here to learn. So we talked a little bit in the first half a lot about Joy Schools, which was the end result of a book that we wrote, the first book, actually, that we wrote together many years ago. In fact, I'm looking at the book right now, and the picture of Richard and I on the back makes us look like we are about teenagers. <laughs> and we did have four or five little kids, but um, we have changed a lot since that picture. Anyway, let me just read, because I've got this, the table of contents, so you will get an idea of what we're talking about, and then we'll just choose a couple of them to really... Zero well, as in you, on, but as you as you do, Linda, let, let us just kind of give you the background. That subdividing joy was an interesting process, and I think the first little bit of progress we made on it was to say, well, there's five basic types of joy. There's physical joys, there's mental joys, there's emotional joys, there's social joys, and there is a kind of a spiritual form of joy. And so within those five categories, we had our chapters. Why don't you go ahead and read those, Linda? Okay, well, and I, I'll preface this again by saying that there are some joys that we can teach our children, but there are a lot of joys that our children can teach us. So we just have to preserve those joys. I mean, they're the teachers, right? So you'll get what I mean when I read these. So the physical joys, first of all, 
preserving the joy of spontaneous delight. Now, our three-year-olds are the best in the world at spontaneous delight. They just love the spontaneous things that happen that are funny. I mean, you give them a clown, you give them a ball, and they can find some spontaneous delight. So just so you get the picture. Um, next, teaching the joy of the body, of course, is a physical thing, and teaching the joy of the earth. Then the, section two is the mental joys. First of all, preserving the joy of interest and curiosity. Again, our preschoolers interested in everything. They're curious about everything, and so they are our teachers. Next, teaching the joy of imagination and creativity, which also they are good at. Teaching the joy of obedience and decisions, which is so important. And teaching the joy of order, priorities, and goal striving. Wow, order is a big one for preschoolers, and we... We'll talk about how we learn to make that fun. And number just so as we go along, be thinking in your mind that this is nothing but a whole stream of methods. For example, when you're trying to teach the joy of imagination and creativity, everything from um, mixing up some fairy tales and seeing if kids can, you know, you, if they can handle a story that's about the three bears, but suddenly it's also about Rumpelstiltskin, and suddenly it's also about... Goldilocks and Rapunzel and, and just letting their imagination sort of run wild. Everything from that to taking the lid off the popcorn popper and letting it fly everywhere and doing a dance in the pop popping popcorn. Although I think actually that's more of a spontaneous delight method now that I think of it. But method after method, stories, games, songs, so that kids really start feeling, wow, this is a happy kind of joy and it's okay to feel it. And my grown-up teachers are encouraging me to feel it. Yeah, it is so fun. And, you know, the interesting thing about this is that when we started doing this with moms, and for a long time it was just the book, you know, and then moms said, no, no, we need more than this. We, we need to know how exactly. And there are lots of ideas in the book, and actually you can still get the book for about a dime on Amazon <laughs> um, because they're so old and they're out of print now. But... Um, so, well, and you can anyway, get it for just, totally for free. Let me just add, you can, you know, we're going to have to do a whole show on this at some point, but there is a new website that we've started now called IresFreeBooks.com, IresFreeBooks.com, and you can get more and more. Our goal is to eventually have all our books on there for free. But one of the early ones that's going to be on there is Teaching Your Children Joy. So you can go right to that side and get the whole book for free. Um, which will be fun when we get that organized. Um, I don't think that's quite ready yet, right, Richard? Within the next couple of weeks, that one will be on there. And the site is ready, and there's there's eight or nine free books on it already. Okay, so just because we've mentioned the joy of order, priorities, and goal striving, let me just give a couple of little examples as we go through these. Um, I think one of the funnest things I ever saw at Joy School was a little three-year-old who said, I have a goal to quit sucking my thumb. Now suddenly the ownership has gone to the child, and it is so exciting to see what happens when they are the ones that want to do it. So we put a little pie chart during Joy School up on the refrigerator, and every 10 minutes the child could go without sucking his thumb. We'd fill in a little piece of pie until by the time Joy School was over, 
she'd made it to the end. And it was so fun without sucking her thumb. But then the next time she came, um, she said, you know, I have, I have a problem. I mean, in three-year-old language. And this is the problem. When I have my blankie, I have to suck my thumb. So would you please put the blankie up on the refrigerator so I can't reach it so that I can get my goal? I mean, is that amazing or what coming from a three-year-old? I think you should probably mention also, Richard, the order, because the joy of order is something that does not come naturally to two-year-olds. Well, there's there's almost everyone that ever comes up to us and talks about Joy School remembers this particular unit on the joy of order because there's a character that comes into play who is called Gunnybag. And this is, of all the methods in Joy School, this may be the one that people remember the most. And it's simple. It's simply a laundry bag onto which is sewn a couple of eyes and the drawstring opening is the mouth. And the kids are introduced to Gunnybag, who is a wonderfully funny creature, but a little bit scary because he eats toys and clothes that are left out of place. And when the Gunnybag comes to Joy School, if there are some toys that aren't put away, he will gobble them up and run away with them, which, of course, is a little frightening to kids who like those toys. But the nice thing is he reappears occasionally and regurgitates and kids can grab those toys and put them right away and that way they're safe from the marauding gunny bag who may come at any time. And I, have I to tell admit. you there are there are thousands of kids around the world who even as they get older, still sort of hear the echoes of, oh, I think gunny bags coming, and it causes them to be a little neater and a little more tidy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a game. Instead of standing over them, you know, and saying, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to learn how to put your things away? It just becomes a game. That's what little kids are all about, stories and games. So, um and I must admit that Richard was the gunny bag at our house. He had a crazy voice that he used when the gunny bag came down and swooped up the toys. And uh, our kids remember that voice as, be- as well as anything they remember from their childhood. Anyway, going well, on. The, fun um, thing, the, the, very, the very funnest thing for the kids was when gunny bag would show up and find nothing left out on the floor and he would cry and cry and crawl back into his little closet or the attic or wherever he lived, and the kids would just delight in the fact that they had foiled the gunny bag, at least for the moment. Well, going on, Section 3 is the emotional joys, preserving the joy of trust and the confidence to try. You know, sometimes the confidence to try new things is really a big deal for a preschooler, but just there are so many games that we um, have in the lesson plans that the teacher can come up with and have the kids really enjoy trying things that maybe they thought they couldn't do and to give them that extra confidence and and, uh, a feeling that, hey, I can do that after all. It's really fun to see that. Um, The next one is teaching the... Just to pause for a second, I I think besides my mother, who had a great role in a lot of writing of the Joy School lesson plans, two other people we ought to acknowledge. One is a wonderful musician named Wendy Murdoch, who wrote virtually all of the original Joy School songs, of of which there are about 60. 
I mean, there's one for gunny bag, for example. Here comes gunny bag, yum, yum, yummy. He eats leftover toys and keeps them in his tummy. I, I got off tune, but, <laughs> you know, Andrea, I mean, uh, Wendy Murdoch wrote so many songs that are have sort of become classics uh, among people who've done Joy School. It's almost like a secret language. They, they meet each other and and start singing a joy school song, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's like that's our fraternity. <laughs> and the other person is a wonderful artist named Andrea Bergen, who did all the original uh, illustrations for joy school, many of which are still in use in, in homes all around the world. Yeah, we really do appreciate everyone. I mean, really, we don't take any credit for Joy Schools. Honestly, we just, you know, heaven came down to us and said, try this. And we looked at each other and said, what, are you sure? And and yes, the answer was yes, we're sure. So we just said, okay, then we'll go ahead with it. And people just came out of the woodwork to help with all the music, all the art. We're almost out of time, Linda. Read the last couple of sections, and then I will extend an invitation, and we're out of here. All right. The joy of family security, identity, and pride is a big one. Uh, Individual confidence and uniqueness and the social joy is the joy of realness, honesty, and candor, and the joy of sharing and service, which is a big one at Christmas time. And there are just so many ways you can teach children joy, and we have had so much fun with this through the years. So in signing off for today, we extend all of you the invitation to go to joyschools.com and see if you have a preschooler somewhere in your life who might need Joy School. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.